0: Purdue is the very first university in America to deliver food to students using a fleet of robots called Starship. It's amazing! <laughs> I don't know whether you can hear me or not. Maybe some of what I'm saying will echo through. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> can you guys hear that? Yeah. Well I no, I can't hear I, I can just hear just you.
1: Say something crazy. Like, just weird. Something crazy. <laughs> Man,
0: Luke, I am your father. <laughs> I'm sure that sounds amazing. Yeah, it sounds great to me. I probably sound like a dork to you guys.
2: <laughs> yeah, welcome back to Trust God Bro, episode 44. Um, welcome the studio to the podcast thank you um, thanks Dayton where, where are we at right now I mean where do we go like what, what's going we on
1: we are um here on Purdue's campus Dayton is uh having an Indiana two Indiana people on his podcast two Indiana
2: people Hoosiers uh, go huh. Hoosiers right
1: no go Boilermakers oh. <laughs> whoa who we'll have to edit that out yeah um but remember. yeah I am Clayton Pelsey <clears throat> I go here to Purdue so
0: that's me yeah I'm Corey Honiger, I'm also a Purdue student, so we're here at a, uh, actually at a coffee house called Grey House here, uh, sipping a caramel latte and in one of the conference rooms in the back, so looking forward to this.
2: Yeah, no, it was kind of fun, like um, I messaged Clayton, we were wanting to do this for a while, like literally, like we've tried multiple times.
1: uh, Since like Rad Bash, was it in April? Yeah,
2: and then we, I think we tried again, (laughs) saw you at Ignite and then um, yeah, so we made this happen and uh, yeah, we had this idea of like Christian friendship, kind of born from it. But like, I was kind of flexible because like everyone was just like, "Yeah, you just gotta you gotta talk to Clayton." And so you guys are roommates, right, Corey? Mm-hmm.
1: So we are roommate roommates. And they were roommates. <laughs> <laughs> have you said that? No, I haven't. I just look like an idiot. We'll, 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 we'll it's a vine. Like, oh. And they
2: were roommates,
1: but um, we'll have to look that up after the show.
2: Yeah. So, no, it's um But, like, yeah, it's fun. Like, being on Purdue's campus is kind of exciting. Um, and so, we have another video podcast um, and, like, an update. So, I'm doing a giveaway for a journal, a Britain code leather journal. Uh, have you guys heard of those? No. No. It sounds um, awesome, though. So, yeah, if, if you would like a nice leather journal, follow the Instagram account for Trust God Bro. It's TrustGadBro oh, underscore podcast. Do you not have Instagram?
1: I deleted my Instagram. Uh, like, come on. Maybe. Actually, it was literally the, what we were just talking about in April. Mm-hmm. I deleted it because uh, weren't you in the car with me when I when I did it? I was talking about like maybe. my... This is a big tangent, but I was mm-hmm. talking about my screen time. Yeah. And I told everyone in the car what my screen time was on Instagram. And they were like, Clayton, you have to delete it. Uh, so now I've deleted it. And I can't follow wow. you to get the journal. Shoot.
0: Well That's all right. I can, so I've written that down. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> yeah. The first
2: 100 followers will get entered in a drawing. And so none of my family can do it, so... Don't worry about that, I, I got rid of that. But, so you guys can get in it if you want, except Clayton. Um, but anyway, so that's, that's fun. And then, um, but yeah, but, so this topic and this idea, uh, I guess start off like, uh, what year are you guys? What's your major? Um, and then I have another question for you guys, but.
1: Sure, yeah, well, uh, my year, I'm a junior, graduating mm-hmm. in 2023, uh, majoring in general management um, here at Purdue. And what drink did you order? I ordered uh, a hot cocoa because I feel like I've had a lot of energy today, so I didn't mm. want to get any more caffeine. So yeah, It was very good. I've actually already finished it.
0: Yeah, so that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my name is Corey Honiger. I'm a sophomore here at Purdue studying business communication, then with a minor in management and a certificate in entrepreneurship and innovation.
2: Oh, wow. That's impressive. And do you have a business?
0: I do. Uh, <laughs> so I, uh, that's awesome. I'm a part owner of a company called Good Days Work. Okay. That's awesome. What is Good Day's work? So we're actually in the farm safety training business. Oh. So we're working with public institutions and insurance companies and hmm. farms, large and small, to help um, bring agriculture down from the number one most dangerous industry. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, and I'm unemployed. <laughs>
2: yeah. hey it's, I mean that's college I mean you yeah. have the Mark Zuckerbergs we're joking so yeah yeah it's like I live with Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> I am far from
0: Mark Zuckerberg I'm just trying to learn a lot and this is one of the best ways I know how to do it yeah Zuckerberg's kind of a jerk anyways yeah that's true you're, yeah. you're a lot cooler I flatter myself that I'm a kinder man than Mark Zuckerberg yeah
2: <laughs> so uh if you guys had your wedding tomorrow who would be in your wedding like your, your oh, <laughs> I didn't this tell you such I was an going question. <laughs> question. <laughs> so you <laughs> right now, if you're listening, you people guys are watching. These guys, they're they're, they're going to know. No, I'm just going to. You gonna, got first quarter. Oh, boy. Thanks, have? Clayton. Well,
0: I guess I'm obligated to say Clayton. <laughs> no, <laughs> yes. he'd be on the list anyways. Uh-huh. Um, it's uh-huh. been great getting to know him over the last few months, living yeah. with him. Um, uh, definitely also my brother Troy and mm. my good friend uh, Brandon Wirtz, probably also Rustin Shamback. Um, and I'm sure there'd be, I'm sure there'd be other people as well, but those are the people that yeah be on the definitely list.
2: And I feel like guys don't treat it the same as girls do. So, I mean, like girls, it's like, it's a little more bigger deal. It's like, hey, you know, this is like pretty important to me, but yeah. for guys, it's like. Well, they like
1: send invitations and everything.
2: Yeah. It's like yeah. a whole nother proposal. Yeah. 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 It is. <laughs> Will you be my bridesmaid? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's funny, I was Ross's best man, and he literally, we were just like hanging out, and he's like, so you'll be my best man. And, like he mentioned it in a conversation, he even <laughs> asked me. Yeah. So hopefully Ross is not getting too embarrassed watching this. Oh. Wow. Uh, but yeah, definitely Ross. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to room with them. Uh, Troy, Corey, Reed, all the roommates. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, i Reed
0: read to my list.
1: Elijah, why hmm. w- uh, probably Tommy. Say def- definitely, Tommy. I'm okay. so scared saying all these. <laughs> I don't want to leave anyone out. Well, that's an- my, two, my yeah. two brothers, Rodney and Jonathan. Uh, they'll probably be watching this. Yeah. Um, I'm just choosing <laughs> the people that are gonna be watching. Right <laughs> no. Well, um, and oh, Ethan Layman. Definitely. <laughs> oh, and uh, no. <laughs> I'm yeah. just gonna name 15. Guys sure. <laughs> well,
2: that's it's <laughs> hard because it's like you know you can't really place like a number on how much you care for someone. But I think it's a funny question to think about, and then it's kind of like a lead-in to what we're talking about. Oh, that's true. Um, So we can get into that. Or or do you want me to share? Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah, you (laughs) You have to. You're you're still a single man.
1: You gotta. Uh, That's true. Got to say.
2: uh, I mean, I would go with uh, my brother because I mean he made me his best man, so obviously he'd be mine. Um, And I mean, just like it's my brother. And then my brother-in-law, Colton, um, Yergler, he would be in it. And then the rest from there, I mean, it would be kind of all up to, like, how many people, uh, you know, my, like, if I had a significant other, how many people they would have, um, you know, and just go from there. But I'd start with, um, uh, yeah, probably, like, Reed Graham's a guy I've been close with. And um, my roommates would be in there. And, um, yeah, I mean, I would just depend on how many other people are, um, you know, In my wedding, but uh, not that, like, you know, we know this stuff. It's just kind of fun to talk about. (laughs) Sure. It's
1: actually a stressful question. It is. Wow.
2: It's probably more stressful for girls, but, yeah, Yeah. surprisingly more stressful than... other stuff so hopefully no one's feelings were hurt today (laughs) that's all I'm
1: gonna be thinking about for the rest of the podcast (laughs) who do I leave out yeah it's like when you uh when you're traveling somewhere Uh and you're like five hours away from your destination you're like I know I forgot something (laughs) yeah that's the that's the vibe I'm feeling
2: yeah but no we yeah all right to the topic so what are we talking about today Um, we're talking about Christian friendship and so um and I guess there's a lot of thoughts with this, but I'm going to go on a, like a bold statement and say this. As I've been thinking about this topic, I'm pretty confident to say that friendship changes lives. Like friendship changes everything. And I think that's like, it really is true when you think about it, because friendship is the basis of like discipleship. Like I was thinking of this in my life, like, you know, how are these, how have these people impacted my lives? And everyone that's actually like made a deep, meaningful impact in my life, has been a friend to me. So like discipleship, evangelism, um, I, I mean like you think of marriage, it's like the the whole like basis of marriage is like friendship and like you have this common like bond and like you're like looking to something. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I was just thinking about it. And I was like, dude, like friendship is like huge. Um, and so I guess the format we're going to follow for this is like what is like friendship? Like what is it? And then what is God's friendship to us and then what is how does that change us Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of like what we're going to follow with um but to start it's like what is friendship you know that that word and like what does that even mean like what are some like parts that you can take and be like oh this is like how do I can tell from like the difference between friendship and like not friendship (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be simple or just
0: different thoughts and parts to it. But yeah, what do you guys think? Um I think there's I think there's several different things that define a friend and there's I mean many different types of friends as well. Um yeah, I don't think there's any one like litmus test where you can say if this person does this, then you're my friend. Yeah. Um so uh, I think one of them is definitely um uh, let's see. Well, one of them is definitely just intimacy, I guess, like how mm-hmm. um, how close are you or how involved are you in each other's lives, and if yeah. you're really involved in someone's life, then you're almost certainly a friend. Um, there's also a factor of just how well do you get along with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are the big ones. I Maybe another one um, isn't necessarily required as just being someone's peer. Mm-hmm. Like I think of, um, I mean, in one sense, it's been great to have my parents as friends, but it's really been interesting as I've been growing up, them going from being just my parents to also my friends, mm-hmm. As I've and that's happened as I've become an adult. And that mm-hmm. couldn't really be the case as I was a kid, not yeah. because they didn't love me and not because I didn't love them, yeah. but because we were much further from peers. And we're still not peers, yeah. but we're a whole lot closer to that because we're both adults. And because of that, I'm yeah. now able to be a friend with my parents.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. something I want to talk about, too, coming up Um what are the friendships that you have in your life? But I mean, in parenting, that's interesting because I was like, do I even include that for an example? It's like, because in some ways it's a different relationship. But anyways, yeah. what do you think? What are things that make uh, friendship? Yeah.
1: And- yeah, that was a great answer. That covered the gambit. W- one <clears throat> thing that did come to my mind, though, <clears throat> is how dependable is this person? I think of my best friends are the people that are dependable, the people that I can, like, first of all, depend on to, like, hang out with me on a Saturday that's free, but also the people I can depend on to pick me up when I'm feeling down and to, mm. to be there for me and encourage me when I'm going through the tough times yeah. of life because, you know, during the trials that I've had during my life, um, my best friends are the people that were there for me, that cared for me, that knew what was going on and mm-hmm. that I felt I could trust to confide in um, yeah. about certain struggles or certain hardships that maybe I was going through. Mm. Um, what You said what doesn't make a friend, right? Yeah, so it's friend.
2: like, I guess the way I look at it is, like, like you have a box and, like, an orange. And so, like, how can I tell the difference between, like, a box and orange? So, like, what's the defining, like, what are
1: features of, like, a friendship? Sure. I guess, like... It's like, break it down.
0: Yeah.
2: Like you said, like, intimacy is there and, like, this peer lo- relationship is part of it. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, what are other aspects of friendship?
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. It's not just the dependability. I mean, you, there has hmm. to be a relatability. Mm-hmm. You have to relate to each other and you have to feel there's a common ground and I remember there's been times when like I feel like I'm a pretty relational person yeah but it's not always like that with people yeah. I don't always feel that connection and I think yeah in the times where I'm like I'm just I'm just not really connecting to them yeah. and I feel like I don't have a ton in common that's when that's what it is kind of a struggle to be mm-hmm. friends with people I mean that's still I'm not saying at all like that's a reason to not pursue friendship with yeah. someone because like as you already said, yeah. Friendship is huge, and mm-hmm. friendship is so important. But yeah, there's definitely been times in my life where it's been harder than other times, and I think in those times you have to just think like, what? Okay, what is this person interested mm-hmm. in? Maybe it's not at all something I am interested in, but I need to I need to work to um, try to better relate to them. Yeah, because then that relationship that's can be huge.
2: huge, and I think that's one of the defining aspects um, is having a shared. Um, a shared goal or like a shared affection for something like something that you both are interested in. Troy, say hi. What's
1: that? Oh, that's going to be so loud. <laughs> I say hi to
2: the podcast world. Hi, podcast. <laughs> I uh, trust God, bro. Hey, there we go. <laughs> Hello, guys, okay, Have fun. See you. Bye. All right.
0: Yep. That was, that was my brother, Troy.
1: Yeah, that's so funny. How often, does How often does a podcast get interrupted by like a phone call or like an important text or somebody has uh, to run out because they're a volunteer firefighter or something.
2: I mean, not a time, but every once in a while, stuff sure will happen, But yeah, it's kind of fun though. Mm-hmm. Special guest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we we're talking about defining aspects of friendship.
0: I think that I think if you're not sure whether you're friends with someone, one good thing to do is just ask yourself what would happen, or what would this relationship look like if. I or the other person went through a really difficult time. Um, one thing that maybe we'll talk about in a little bit is that four months ago, mm-hmm. one of my best friends was killed in a car accident, and mm-hmm. that uh, I guess brought on a I guess, very difficult time in my life. That's I guess to be honest, still going on, and yeah. it's showed me um, not not that there are people that I've realized they, or not that people don't, not that these people don't love me a, as much, yeah. but that they're they're not a friend or not as close of a friend. Um, and I've just been able to see that in just how our relationship has changed as a result of that. So just mm-hmm. if you just think through how, what would this look like if I was going through a really difficult time or what they're going through a difficult yeah. time. Because in those situations, that's where you really you see, OK, what is really important to yeah. me? And <clears throat> and it's only like one thing you get laser focus on one or two things. And mm-hmm. if those aren't things that you have in common then you yeah. see that, okay, that's not really as strong of a friendship as I thought it was. Yeah. Maybe break that down a little bit more. I, I guess maybe what I'm saying is, like, <clears throat> I really enjoy, like, uh, or I, I do enjoy going out to, say, get dinner with, um, get dinner with my friends and things like that. Mm-hmm. But when, in, especially in the first few months after Emma died— that was um, it just wasn't a priority for me and it was always, uh, I guess, difficult to do because uh, I would just had this weight constantly on my mind mm-hmm. and when we were going to dinner there was we were just kind of sitting there waiting for food there was nothing to distract me, sure. things like that and so if my relationship with those people or I guess the, for the people that my relationship was built on solely going out to dinner every once in a while mm-hmm. I've realized those people aren't really my friends or mm-hmm. aren't as close of a friend sure. because Going out for dinner isn't really that important to me. Yeah. Whereas on the flip side, the people that my friendship is built on close air, on deep, intimate conversations, mm-hmm. I've realized that those are a lot closer friends to me because yeah. those are the things that I have leaned into in this mm. more difficult time. Yeah. I've leaned more into the intimate conversations and further away from the, from I guess, frivolities. So the people, or the friendships built on frivolities. I love that word. (laughs) Sorry. So the friendships built on frivolities or the relationships built on frivolities aren't as deep friendships as the friendships that are built on intimate conversations. And that's just what it is for me is because to me those intimate conversations are more valuable. Yeah. For other people those might be different things. But going through a difficult time helped me to figure out what those are and to Mm. realize what are the friends that that share those same um, values. Yes. Yeah. That's huge.
1: Yeah, that to- I totally track with that. Yeah, sorry, I didn't really. It didn't, it just didn't didn't permeate through yeah. my brain as it as yeah. you intended it. But so, yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah,
2: it is like what you prioritize, and like prefer, and in a way, it's like you can understand if you're like the friendship with someone is like who you prioritize. If you prioritize making time for someone, think of it like on how much you treasure someone is like how good of a friend. Um, or just like if you're their friend, it's like, do you treasure this person? And um, you know, I think of I just think in First Corinthians 13, like loving someone, like all these as- as- aspects that make you're loving someone. And I think you can force yourself to love someone in a way too, and they like become your friend. Like, I don't know if you can like do something very long by like just brain power, love, like, you know, I will do these things, I'll hang out with you, I'll, you know, spend money on you. Before long, like, you will, like, you know, it's, it will follow that, those feelings of friendship. And so, and, um, so yeah, I think like making time for someone, giving up your preferences, the things that you like to do for someone else um, can build a friendship. But yeah, I, I mean, I do like that. Um, part of like shared uh, values is huge
1: yeah when you mentioned 1st Corinthians 13 Mm -hmm. my face kind of lit up because I literally just read that chapter like two days ago probably Really? Mm -hmm. and yeah, it it totally hit me love has to be at the foundation of any relationship and I know this it maybe doesn't really go along with the topic that we're talking about right now but if you think about just your life in general if you Mm -hmm. aren't choosing every day to love the things that you're doing to Mm -hmm. love the activities that you have to love the responsibilities you have to love the opportunity to go to the classes you have, then yeah. you're not going to be satisfied. You're going to turn around and be like, "What the heck am I doing this for? I'm not satisfied." Mm-hmm. I think it's the same way with friendships. Um, yeah, the people that you have in your life, you have to choose to love, and you have to yes. choose to love um, being with them. Like if I didn't, this might this might be a little savvy, but if I sure. didn't like choose to love you, or if I didn't yeah. love you as as a brother in yeah. Christ, and I probably wouldn't really enjoy this podcast. Yeah, I I really wouldn't. That's fair. I, I, I wouldn't be latching on to the opportunity that this podcast has.
2: So, and like, so. when we first talked, I think that's really good. When we first talked about this idea, we were at Ignite, and I was saying, like, I struggle with deep relationships, like, with oh, people. Yeah, like, I feel right. like I, I I can be really surface level, yeah. get to know a lot of people, and I just feel like that part of, like, having a deep, like, you know, sharing, like, everything, and, like, I, it's hard for me, um, and so I feel like there is a bit of that, too, of, like, Um, that requires that like sacrifice and pursuing like that friendship and uh, with people. So like with this, um, when it comes to like loving, I think it's like these relationships that we have, like we have mentor relationships with people and like if you have people that you would like to share the gospel with, I think it's like, yeah, it's like you may not want to pursue that friendship, but you can put yourself in positions to like become their friend. And, I, I, and so, but at the same time, it's really hard. Like, I feel like this topic for me, I don't know how well friendships come for you guys. Um, I mean, do you feel like you have, like, good, meaningful friendships? Or, like, where do you, where you guys feel like you're at on that spectrum?
1: It, it ebbs and flows for sure. Um, right now, I feel like I'm at a place in my life where I do feel like I have a lot of mm. meaningful relationships. And it's on. I feel like I'm a product of the situation I've been put into, like with the Purdue Young Group. Um, I just have yeah. so many people in close proximity. I've been put in a, a position um, of leadership, and um, you know that f- that honestly is the thing that almost motivates me. Mm-hmm. I'm not purely motivated by that, but it's kind of the it's kind of the backing to my motivation to yeah. develop relationships, to yeah. develop friendships. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I do it out of necessity that mm-hmm. I need to, and it's a powerful thing. I'm thankful for it. Uh, but there is definitely other times where I feel like I haven't had that mm-hmm. deep of a connection. and Honestly, it's the times when I might be struggling uh, with sin or I might yeah. be struggling with yeah. um, different issues in life. And, and that's when I, I tend <clears throat> to be more recluse and that's when I tend to um, not be loving
0: the opportunity to hmm. to develop relationships. Yeah. So I'm a communications major, and there's this theory in interpersonal communication called penetration theory, and wow. it basically is: imagine your relationships, or imagine people as onions, and you know there's these all these layers yeah. here. Do we have a marker? Can I write this? Mm-hmm. Thing more? Yeah. Oh, I Dude, wish I marker. I don't, here, up. I don't you you have a, mark a, a marker. marker. Awesome. <clears throat> um, in which, in yeah. different, there's all these different layers to people, and in um, and building intimacy, they say is like. You know, getting down into the layers, through these layers of the onions. I brought stickers for you guys. Oh, perfect! I, I love put this. On my shirt, you
2: don't have to. I mean, if you want to use it, you can.
0: Um, oh, like for my but just to laptop. Have, I forgot Sweet. I had those. Just wherever you want to put it. Whoa. That's gonna go right here, guys. That's <laughs> gonna be great. Oh, sorry not to interrupt. I was looking for a marker. So the, the onion theory. Put on my phone. So yes. you have different layers. Yeah. Each of us are like. Um, each of us have you yeah, have layers to us, and the uh, I guess intimacy or with with different with different friends Mm -hmm. is i guess measured by the you know the uh, i guess the depth or how many layers they have the opportunity to see through and in this social penetration theory the um the way that you get deeper into someone else is Mm -hmm. through is almost almost exclusively through the process of um, mutual disclosure. Mm-hmm. So huh. I can only... Ah, uh, yes. Exactly. That's so and <laughs> that's why it's often hard to build up deep friendships is because I want yeah. uh, I want a close friendship, but it's really, really hard for me to let someone see me Before I can see them. So what it always has to happen is I open up a little bit someone else opens up a little bit I let you in two layers. You let me in two layers I let you in another one you let me in another two and it kind of goes back and forth We get deeper and deeper into each other. Yeah, and we get to know each other more intimately, but Because that's so hard. I think it often leads to scenarios where there are people with lots of relationships, but few friends. Yeah, and I think definitely, at least as I was growing up or maturing, I was in that situation where I was a very outgoing guy. I knew all sorts of people. And I had friends who I, friends who since I have, I've talked to and were in pretty similar situations. So this isn't just me. But you, where you know everyone, but no one knows you. Mm-hmm. Or you feel like you know everyone, yeah. but you really only know everyone a couple layers in yeah. because you haven't let anyone else in. And so if you're in if you're in that situation where you maybe feel like you know all sorts of people, but you still have like these big issues, things mm-hmm. that are really bothering you that are really hard to open up to, you just gotta do it. Yeah. You gotta take that first step in letting mm. someone else in and then they will open up and you'll see they aren't as perfect either. And they also have and they will let you in and that's how intimacy mm. gets grown, is you have to peel off a couple layers of your onion in order for them to let to peel off a couple layers of theirs. Yeah. Man. There you go. <laughs> I just feel like I was taught. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, that's all we got. <laughs> we're done. That's a wrap. <laughs> uh,
2: but no, I mean, dude, we can spend the rest of the time unpacking that whole idea, honestly. But to, yeah. to start, I mean, I, I think and it's so true. I mean, it's like, if we're not like vulnerable, specifically being a Christian about my sin, my sin struggles, and that's part of my story. With like when I was talking about this idea to Clayton, I said there was just like some so much sin in my life um, that I wasn't being open and confessing to people. And I when I was going through this topic, that's the reason I wrote down the verse. It's like First John one seven. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. So I mean that would be that's just like foundational to this topic if we're walking in the light like exposing our darkness like God like his word his son Jesus Christ dying for our sins as he is in the light you know and righteousness then then we will have fellowship with one another and so that's so interesting how that works together and and then it says and the blood of Jesus his son cleanses us from all sin so like there's that duality of like accepting the gospel and like accepting my sin, being open about that, and then it like creates a good relationship with other people as you accept that stuff. So, so yeah, dude. The onion theory. First John one <laughs> Penet- seven <Penetration, laughs> Social penetration. Social sorry. penetration. Google I keep, that. I keep calling it the I like
1: onion the theory. onion theory. <laughs> that that's more vivid. I can picture that I mean, yeah but
0: it's real though I think about yeah. my relationship with my mentor so I came here to Purdue and I was um, I signed up to be paired with a mentor yeah and I walked into the first few of those mentor meetings with the expectation that I, like I had some I guess deep things that I was working through and I came with the expectation that here I would be kind of forced to talk about those oh, yeah. and I was kind of surprised because I wasn't mm-hmm. my my mentor he's I mean he's a great guy I trust and love him dearly Um And one of the best things is that he's not going to make me talk about those things. He's not going to make me open up. So I realized eventually that if I am going to have the type of mentor-mentee relationship that I want, I am going to have to take the first step. And that actually meant, uh, actually right after Ignite, Mm -hmm. I sat down and I wrote a list of what are the problems that I'm working through. Because I knew that I needed a list in order to hold myself accountable to talk to my mentor about each and every one of those. Mm Because without that... I would have just kept going on talking about the service level, the level one and two yeah. layers of the onion, hmm. without actually getting into the things that I really needed to talk about.
2: Hmm. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think um, likewise. Like, I feel like yeah, especially like, in that the mental relationship is it's interesting. Like, because so like for me, there's a very specific moment when I re- like this past semester when I was talking to you know, the guy that's like mentoring, discipling me, and it's like, we're Adam Panera, you know, and I'm just sharing about my sin, and like, just how I feel like, I don't know where I'm at, like, I don't know what I'm doing at life right now, like, I feel like, it's just like, I don't know what I'm doing, but, you know, they call it the quarter-life crisis, but legit, like, the I just like, The quarter-life
1: crisis, <laughs> I don't mean, know,
2: just like, even my personal role in people, it's like, I'm not, you know, a college, but it's like, I'm also, like, don't really feel, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, and so, um, like how am I supposed to know and then he was just like he starts to tear up in his eyes and he's like you're right where you need to be and he just like he, he's like looks at me straight in the eyes and he's like telling me that and it's like it really started to sink in that like he cares like he was cared about me so much that he was grieved that I was going through this and then he tells me like what I need to hear exactly and um, yeah I mean that was like a really like transform, transforming moment for me just to realize it's like, when you hear someone else say that truth, it's just helpful. And yeah, and that wouldn't have happened if like, there's not that shared, you know, vulnerability and honesty and stuff. And um, So yeah, I mean, I feel like it's, it's cool. Why,
1: why is that so hard for us as humans? Why do you guys think it's so difficult for us?
0: Yeah. I think it's different for guys and girls. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was about to say like, something like that. <laughs> I, I'm sure that girls also have yeah. trouble o- opening up, especially about certain things, but I feel like that's for different reasons than, yes, than it is for us. Sure. I feel like for, at least for most of the guys I know, it's a um, it's a pride mm. thing in, in, I guess, two aspects. One is that I want to appear strong to you, and two, I want to appear strong to me. Yeah, I don't want, like, yes, it's that I don't want... Yes, it's like the competitiveness, but it's also I don't want to admit to myself that I'm weak and that I'm messed up and that my yep. life is seriously in trouble right now in some ways. And if I'm yeah. going to tell you about that first I have to admit it to myself and that is hard.
2: Yeah, yeah. And that's the that's the whole gospel. It's like I am weak. And for me personally, like to accept the the fact that I'm a weak person is like so hard. And like yeah, so I feel like when you have people together that, like, accept that and, like, a community of, like, believers that are, like, together, like, we're weak, like, we need each other is, like, that's, like, I don't know, super awesome, so.
0: Have you heard of Freedom for Life? I have, yeah. So Freedom for Life was um, actually an uh, event, I guess, put on by a couple brothers from Washington, mm-hmm. is it? Um, or Central Illinois somewhere. So, yeah, uh, Justin Cook and Mark
1: Mayball were at yeah. this one. Bill Shake was, was there, too. Mm-hmm
0: and basically it's it's a guys retreat but for a guys retreat there's a stunning lack of basketball and quite a lot of sitting and talking about your feelings. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate. And basically it the power of it was that it brought us all together mm-hmm. and it made us all talk about our sin in such a way that it wasn't just me feeling like I'm messed up, I have this uh, I'm yeah. I'm struggling. It's that other people, I mean, and all of us are struggling with different things. We were all there, and we were all talking about our different problems, mm-hmm. and we saw each other's vulnerabilities, and that made it easier for us to share our own.
1: Mm.
0: It was incredible. Yeah, we were. We were
1: all. It was funny. We were all asked to share our story at the very beginning mm-hmm. of it, and I and I had missed that part, and I was there for the next morning. It started Friday night. I got there Saturday morning. And I, I feel like I was like the first one to talk maybe mm-hmm. Um I was asked to share my story. And I was like, I talked for like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And I came to find out that everybody else had shared for like 30 seconds maybe. Oh. But it was powerful though because I, I really was able to dive into yeah. the weekend. and it was, awesome. it was awesome. And so that really goes back to prove out your onion theory mm-hmm. point or your penetration social, whatever it is. <laughs> um, it's so true. Once you do yeah. get vulnerable, it's powerful. Yeah. we just have to I think we just have to prime ourselves to be prepared mm. to get vulnerable yeah because we can't always get vulnerable yeah there's not always opportunities to yes yeah. so when we do have those opportunities like yeah jump in the deep end yeah a little
0: bit. one thing that's helped me do that a lot as well is honestly I mean that that's always I guess being being open about that sort of thing has always been difficult for me but I mean four months ago when mm. uh, when Emma died and suddenly my And so I I was, I mean, obviously very, very upset. And to the extent that I, I mean, I couldn't put on a show of having my life together. Hmm. And that, in the fact that I was so broken, it forced me to admit to myself that I was broken. And that made me able to have uh, a lot deeper friendships, Hmm. just because... Yeah, it was because it was because I had no choice so, but to admit that I was broken. Yeah,
2: I mean, who wants to hang out with a guy that has it all together and like, yeah, never, never, yeah, seems like he needs anything. I mean, yeah, I mean, of course, it's those honestly, people need the most. But yeah,
1: it's like most issues.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's cool to hear that in your life, uh, even though I mean, through I mean, it's yeah, really <laughs> sad, uh, but yeah, I'm thankful that God worked through it. Um, I guess. Do you guys have any thoughts? I guess, so we're talking about this, like, lateral friendship that we have with each other. And I guess what I want, you know, people listening to understand, is like, friendships are difficult. Like, they're very, like, difficult. Of course, and maybe they come easier for girls. In fact, they do come easier for girls. I'm just going to go out. Oh, making friends. Yeah, I think making friends and friendships come back. I'm just going to go say that. Like, I feel like my sister, she's always on, like, FaceTime calls with different girls. Sure. uh, You know, friends of hers. And so... I, but I, regardless, friendships are hard, I think. I mean, because of our sin, like it's hard you know to do that. Um, but they're they're worth it. Um, I guess do you have any other thoughts on like relationships that you guys have had friendships like wh- good friendships that you've had that have benefited from? like any other thoughts with that? And I
1: just want to shout out my friend Ross, um, <laughs> who's been mentioned. we're We're like every whatever we like are at the same invite, everybody. It um, was always like, you guys are always together. Um, and it's because it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, he's, yeah, he was the only guy in my grade in Sunday school. Yeah. And so you know, we were always together, joining the hip, doing stuff on Friday nights together. And mm. uh, yeah, we just really developed a connection because we found a lot of common ground like we referenced yes. earlier. Um, but we also, yes, yes, you know, great. later on, uh-huh. uh, oh, I'm excited for this quote. Um, we were able to actually be really vulnerable with mm-hmm. each other. And like I would I would say like yeah we were best friends right before that but once we were able to be really vulnerable he like became mm-hmm. a lifelong friend and I mm-hmm. know like if Ross moves to Florida he talks about moving to Florida mm-hmm. um, uh, for, for a time and I stay here I know that we'll remain close and actually the proof of that is I moved to Oklahoma City for three months this summer and we would like talk mm-hmm. a lot on the phone but it was also our we, I feel like our friendship didn't suffer at all. You know how, like, when you kind of have that distance, you don't feel mm-hmm. as much of the connection? Like, we are still super tight, and, and we were very vulnerable with each other then, and, mm-hmm. and it was beautiful. So, yeah, he's my example for that question. Did Ross, man, what a guy. He's a man. So,
2: I, I have a quote here. Um, C.S. Lewis, he says, Friendship is born at the moment when one man says to another, What? You two? I thought that no one but myself... Um, <laughs> so that's yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I mean, it's like the moment you become friends with someone, it's when you say, "It's like you too." I thought I was the only one, and I think that's really yeah. I mean, it's cool to see it's like there's like
0: realizing it's like the similarity that you have between people. And, sure. Yeah, friendship yeah. is difficult because it requires vulnerability, but then it is also difficult in other ways. Uh, I mean, just in terms of whenever you're really close to someone, you see each other's imperfections. Mm-hmm. I think about. One specific um, conversation I had with uh, with with a close friend of mine. We were uh, this was actually while I was in high school. Mm-hmm. We were working on a project together. Um, there were there were a lot of us there, um, but I made I made one particular comment. I wasn't aware that uh, that she was having a particularly bad day. I made mm-hmm. one. Uh, I uh, there there were probably more, but one comment specifically in which. I noticed that I said that, and I didn't see her face, but I saw her turn around and just walk away. She walked over to her house and went inside. And I just because I, mm-hmm. just because I knew her, I knew her body language, and I knew she was upset. And mm-hmm. so I followed her, and I went inside, and um, we, sure enough, she was very angry with me. We had um, it was a, yeah, very, very very angry and very passionately angry at me. And I guess that that conversation ended when. She said, "Get out of my house." So I said, "I'm really sorry, and I love you." And I turned and I walked away. Yeah. Um, but I'm still very, very close friends with her because after that, even though, even though. I was very hurt by that. She was hurt by what I did and I was very hurt by her response. Mm-hmm. Afterwards that day she did come back to me and she said, I'm I'm really sorry too. Mm-hmm. I should not have acted that way. Mm. And um and I mean that was it didn't it didn't make it hurt less that she had that she had yelled, get out of my house at me but it um but it reconciled the friendship and um, mm. And that's a friendship that I'm still very glad that I have. Yeah. But that was a very difficult moment in the friendship because of, because of the contention. So, I guess, meaning friendships, one of the difficulties that friendships face is, obvious, is just arguments and you know, anger and emotions and things like that that come because we're imperfect people. Mm. But you just got to forgive each other. Isn't that the kind of an example of the onion coming back? a little bit in what way Well,
2: to go deeper you're saying to go deeper like, like you, you show a different
1: layer of yourself uh, a different part of yourself and yeah often like going back to ross again like we we kind of struggled a little bit our freshman year living together it was just a transition yeah. like friendship but right. like we're like now we're even better friends for it and so yeah. friendships are
2: really tested when you
1: live with someone <laughs> they are yeah uh,
2: i mean at least i don't know that's what it seems to me but a little bit I don't know. But it's awesome. It's awesome still. Sure. Um, and that's why forgiveness is, like, huge in having, like, this idea of, like, hope. So that I'm going to segue to the next part. So sure. that's, like, we talked about what is friendship, and then we're going to talk about what is God's friendship to us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the place where it's, like, we have this horizontal, you know, relationship, and then we can't do that on our own until we receive this, like, Vertical relationship from God and that's part of this where you get forgiveness from like hope um, All these attributes that make good Friendships come from the gospel. So um, I guess like yeah, what is the friendship of God? What, how is there's that song that him was like what a friend we have in Jesus Jonathan Ogden has a song called friend. It talks about God being our friend like ever faithful ever true and and so like um, yeah, I mean, I, what do you think of?
1: Yeah, I mean, we did touch on the fact that for us, like lateral friendship with each other, we base that a lot of times off of do we relate to them? Is there is there a relatability? Mm-hmm. Which we don't really have that with God. There's not too many similarities yeah. between God and us. But another thing that we touched on was the dependability. Like we can de- if we can depend on someone else, they're our yeah. friend and. I mm. th- don't think there's anyone else that describes that better than God. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's definitely a great
1: point.
2: Well, and the crazy thing with our relationship with God is that like, you're right, we don't have a lot we can relate from Him from that aspect, but at the same time, it's like, you look at it, it's more like He entered to become friends with us. We didn't really do anything to become friends with Him. In fact, we were like unlovable, like, you know, if, we, if God treated us like we treated each other as friends. He wouldn't become our friend. Like Free it brother. There's no way like he would like ever want everyone to come down. I mean it's like so true. It's like we're unlovable and unappealing. Yeah. But yet he like enters into it and like forces his love on us and then it's like and in fact, because he does it, we can relate to him because it's like Jesus became like flesh and like he interacted with us, like, you know, enjoying the things um, that we enjoy. I don't know, it's and so like So that when we can, like, call on God, we can call on him as a person that's intimate. So, um, for example, um, you guys, how long have you guys known
0: each other? I mean, we knew of each other for a very long time, but probably start of my freshman year was when we really, I guess, first started getting into each other, so a year and a half. Okay. So, say,
2: Clayton, you followed Corey, and let's say you didn't know each other at all. So, Clayton, you follow Corey on social media, even though you don't have, you know, Instagram. Say you do. Um, And, like you start to gather all these like facts about him and it's like oh he likes to you know i don't really I, I actually know that much about you <laughs> so i'm going to make things up here he likes to read so, books about re- business <laughs> read books you know go on runs and um, go to the trampoline park i don't know i'm just making stuff up here but i
0: wish i liked to go on runs <laughs> so. you know
2: his favorite ice cream flavor is cookies and cream um, That's actually true. Oh, let's go. <laughs> Whoa. And so you know all this stuff about him, like this head knowledge. but then it's like, uh, would you actually know him? Like would you know like you just know these things about him? And really, it's like no, it's like you wouldn't get to know Corey until until you start interacting with him and you really start to like understand like, oh, this is who he is like because you've experienced him. And what I'm saying is that we can experience God in the same way that we experience friendship like that, that as a personal intimate relationship that he wants to have with us in a, in a personal friendship way, not just like this head knowledge, but this like, you know, heart knowledge too. And so that's why it's like, Whoa, you know, it's like, he is like, you know, a friend. He's like actually a friend and he
1: actually wants us to, which is I think the craziest part of a relationship with God. Like it's his, his desire for us to grow closer to him. It's Mm -hmm. not us, you know, you know how, like, uh, if you go to, like, uh, in high school, right, there's, yeah. like, the cool kids, and, like, you want to be friends with the cool kids, but do they want to be friends with you? Yeah, Probably not. But, like, God is, like, the cool kid, he is and he coolest. wants to be friends with us. Yeah. So.
0: Hmm. I think the best part of the analogy that you just gave, Dayton, is that according to that analogy, Instagram is the Bible, <laughs> Which don't no, sure. think about it. Think I'm about evil. it. So in that in that analogy, like we can we can read the Bible and things and we can read this publication that God put out for everyone to read. Yeah. And we can read the Bible and we can go to church and still not know God. Mm-hmm. But in the same way, like by actually experiencing him and you know and, and talking to him and mm-hmm. opening up to him and yeah. I mean by you know opening up your onions mm-hmm. to, to build that intimacy. You can actually get to know him, mm. and that's um, yeah. In the same way that, in the same way that Clayton wouldn't know me if he just followed my Instagram. Yeah, you don't know God if you just read the Bible until you actually experience mm. Him and see Him and touch Him.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I've talked to a lot of people that have a hard time comprehending God as like a friend and like intimate. Like I know some people like I have in mind here that like really struggle with that, and you know it really does happen like when you start to, like, interact and, like, because they don't really have, like, true knowledge of who God is. And, like, you said, like, reading and then, like, you know, praying to him. It's, like, then you, like, start to accumulate and, like, you start to experience him working in your life and it's, like, okay, like, you're with me always and, like, you're not just, like, have these things, but you're, like, applying them and it's becoming a part of, like, your life and so, yeah, I don't know, I feel like that that's, that's good to hear.
0: And I told, uh, this was uh, this was, once again, in that, guy, I guess, very difficult time. Oh, wow, yeah. No, you keep talking. I'm going to take oh. a picture of it. <laughs> um, this roll Oh, shoot. <laughs> All the I camera's know. busy. Um, this was, once again, during that very difficult time soon after soon after Emma died where I, I told someone, you know, there are times when you need God and times when you need God to get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's the sort of thing that you sometimes need to have in order to really deepen your relationship with God is God needs to break you. And it's all, it, it's definitely, I'm not here to minimize the scariness of praying, Lord, please break me, mm-hmm. but you, but you may need it. Um, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll be the a, first put to that say, on a t-shirt. God I'm me. not, I'm not here to
1: minimize or, yeah, God I, break me. That's yeah. good.
0: like, I'll be the first to say that that hurts. I mean, I would not ever choose to have Emma die. That has hurt more than anything else, more than anything that I thought could hurt, hurt, her more than I thought anything ever could. But, and I I mean, and this feels terrible to say it, but I may have needed it. Um, God's definitely worked through it, um, not in the way that I wanted him to. Um, And maybe one day I'll be, maybe one day I'll be at peace with that. But I I guess I, I have a friend who is also very close to Emma that mm-hmm. he said that he he prayed, Lord, if I need trials to grow closer to you, give me those. Two weeks later, Emma died. Mm. And, I mean, it feels... Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, there's all sorts of emotions underlying that. Yeah. And there's all sorts of other things going on there as well. But one of the things is, for whatever reason God did it, he is also using it to draw... Or for whatever reason why God allowed Emma to die, he's also using it in our lives and to break us so that we're able, I guess that we're brought to the point where we're willing to have that intimacy with him.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, when you experience that, I I mean, Psalm 51 says, let the bones that you have broken rejoice. And so like David prayed for God to break his bones. And I think we should too, um, you know, ask though painful, it's like God does want to discipline us, um, and let us, like, grow up, but, like, I mean, who wants that? I mean, no one. Like, that's, I mean, like, it's incredibly painful, but um, he does it because he loves us, and, I mean, it's hard to comprehend, but, yeah. I don't know. It's
0: hard. Well, one also, one thought I also had Mm -hmm. was that uh, you had talked about how our relationships are... um, our relationship with god is built on his dependability and mm-hmm. oftentimes our relationship with each other is built on our able to ability to yeah. relate with each other yeah. and i think that because we have this relationship with god we also have the opportunity for much closer relationships with each other because we have that ability to relate to one yeah. another that literally the most important thing about my life is my relationship with God mm. and I know that that's the same for you Dayton so even though I never talked to you before today <laughs> I can still come uh, yeah if you didn't true. know that he knows Clayton I'm just here as Clayton's roommate <laughs> <laughs> well hey
2: I'm really thankful that you're you came you know but
0: yeah but meaning there's a relationship there and with yeah. so many other people in our church that we just have the moment we start talking to them because of that common thread and that common thread is Jesus mm. Amen. and yeah, we wouldn't have that relationship if it wasn't for Jesus. We wouldn't have this horizontal yeah. relationship without the vertical one.
2: Mm. Yeah, that's, I mean, that is foundational. Hmm.
1: Yeah, it definitely increases your relatability factor. Yeah.
2: Hmm. No, I could, keep, I could keep thinking about it. I don't know. I'll have to come back to that and think about it, but it is cool. That's like the whole Christian friendship, you know, really does start with that. Like they all we always toss around these ideas of brothers and sisters. Oh like you're my brother in Christ. You're my sister in Christ. But what does that like really mean? And like you really like you said, like the foundation of Christ and like him dying for our sins and like that's the biggest thing about our lives, you know, like if you are a Christian, it's like mm. that's everything. And so yeah, I don't know, it's just interesting. so, um moving towards, you know, Wrapping up in like application that that was the last point. It's like how does Jesus's friendship with us, like God's friendship with us, uh, change us? And that's one of the foundational ways. It it, you know we have this common bond um, with everyone, so that we can pursue like you know when you look at the people around you in your church, like people that are Christians, you can be like you're my you're my friend. Like you're my you're my brother and sister in Christ, and that like brings that unity there. Uh, I, I guess. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, did you guys have any other thoughts, I guess, with this, um, like with the friendship of God? Or
0: otherwise, we'll just move into the application. I'm just building on what you said. There's the song Christian Friendship in mm-hmm. um, Hymns of Zion, I think it is. Um, one, of, one of our hymnals, Then there's a verse in there that says, But I prize the friendship highest of the one whose heart is true. And that, like, yes, all of our friends are important, but the friends, with fellow, but our friendships with fellow believers mm-hmm. are so incredibly valuable because of that shared connection with Jesus. It's mm. a good one. What hymn number? Um, let's. It's called Christian friendship. No, you, Let me, you don't have to pull it up. Find AC Central. I don't know public, him A.C. AC
2: that it. Well. <laughs> Um But yeah, so I think I guess when I had this question in mind, how does the friendship we have with Jesus change us? What I had in mind is the type of person that's like. Why the heck do I need friends? You know, I got everything I need, um, and maybe that's stupid, but, um, like, you know, how does that friendship, like, thinking about God's love, like, entering into our lives, like, while we at least deserve it, how does that change us? and How does that change friendships and stuff?
1: Oh, my goodness, it changes everything. Um, I think the people that might say that, that might say, like, I don't really need God's mm-hmm. friendship or I don't need friendships in general, don't know what they're missing out on. Um, or maybe they've mm-hmm. been burned previously. Maybe sure. they've had a bad friendship that mm-hmm. you know turned sour, and they and that and that friend that they had was not dependable. Um, that can definitely be a factor. But it's it's so difficult to describe what intimacy with God is like. Um, that's something I feel like I need to get better at. Of like almost selling Christianity in a sense, right? That sounds that sounds bad. That sounds yeah. wrong. But like selling Christianity. Yeah, it's so important to. To maximize the value that is that is there for you, if you if you do really mm-hmm. begin a relationship with God and you and you do seek to grow closer to Him, hmm. but did you find that hymn number? I,
0: I did. So the hymn is number ninety-one <laughs> in the um, in the Hymns of Zion and. Yeah, just, but I prize the friendship highest of the one whose heart is true, friends who live by truth and goodness and who live in him anew. Hmm. Friends whose hearts are up in heaven, though their feet traverse this side, find a place of highest merit in our fellowship with God. Hmm. I I just love the way that that puts it.
2: Yeah. Beats. <laughs>
0: bars, <laughs> I mean, on bars, bars on bars on bars. <laughs> I, I, I had a rhythm. I uh,
2: yeah, I don't know. It, it's cool. It's like, I think... Um, yeah, these relationships, and um, you guys can have any closing thoughts, I guess, like, um, yeah, anything else, but I'll, I'll say this, that when we ha- experience this friendship that God enter- enters into our lives relationally, like, wanting to become a part of our lives, and like, to, to make us, give us joy, like, freedom, and to ultimately experience Him, that moves us into friendship with other people. You know, it's like God was didn't live in isolation. It's like He lives in com, like community with Himself, and then enters into community with us, and then we like enter into community with other people. And so, like when that happens, it's like you experience His love, and then it's like there's no way I can just live by myself and not interact with my classmates, my roommates, my people at work. It's like, of course, like I want to interact and like invest and become their friends, sacrifice. Like, do all these foundational things because he entered into, like, my mess and, like, cleaned my crap up. Sure, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So I feel like that's my closing thought. But yeah, you sure, have any closing yeah. thoughts? Or?
1: Just a couple, like... First of all, thanks for, thanks for having uh, me and Corey on here. This has been really cool. This has been... Honestly it helped me grow in my faith and to hear about the onion theory
0: and Onion theory. <laughs> onion, theory. <laughs> onion theory. It all oh comes back goodness. to the onion. <laughs>
1: hey, you need to get stickers that say onion theory. Now. I do. <laughs> but but yeah, um Yeah, Christian friendships are so valuable to me. I I am so appreciative when I when I think about all the things that people have done for me, all the mm-hmm. all the people, the the my peers that might be a little bit older than me that have poured into me. Yeah. I mean, it's so valuable, it's huge. and it's put me where I am today. Mm. Um, you know, you are the combination of the five people, uh, in your wedding party that we just talked about, right? <laughs> uh, the people you hang around the most, and yeah. I'm so thankful for the friends that I have. And um, honestly, like I feel like my mission in life is to grow as many Christian friendships as I can, mm. and so. Um, how many people would you say listen to this podcast?
2: Um, lately, I mean, it's probably been about, after like two weeks, maybe 70 listens.
1: Okay, um, to, yeah. go, to the 70 people that are listening, if I don't know you, I want to know you, <laughs> if, I, if you kinda know me, uh, but you're like, I kinda wanna get to know Clayton better, <laughs> please, hit me up, my number's yeah. 219-204-3321. Give me a call, give me a text, <laughs> let's, oh, wow. let's grab coffee. Uh, get lunch. I, seriously, I, I want to I want to connect.
2: Too. Yeah, just you wait. I mean, this is going to be the one that's going to get like a thousand listens. <laughs> well, and with the, the onion theory it's going to get like two million, I yeah. feel like. So, some of them have gotten more, but I'd say that's about the average. Sure. So,
1: yeah. Um, just make this like a clickbaity title where, where it gets people to
0: to listen to it. I don't even know what to would say. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much for having us on here. I think mean, I guess as far as closing thoughts, mm-hmm. you only live once. You don't have enough time to figure it all out yourself. Um, it's it's a short life. If you're if you decide that you want to make all your own mistakes, you're going to go around in circles a lot, and you're not going to get very far. Mm-hmm. But if you open yourself up to others uh, and do that intentionally, then you can learn from other people's mistakes. I had the opportunity to speak to speak at uh, at my graduation ceremony. And I was, since I'm fabulous at preparing things, I was trying to write my speech the night before. It was getting late. Um, I'd actually, I I had tried to do it before. I had Mm -hmm. actually had several speeches written. I'd rewritten it a couple different times, and it just didn't feel right. And the night before, as I was thinking, what am I, what should I say? Suddenly, the word started to come, and it was all about the friendships that I had. And I... I believe I started that speech off with going through the story of my testimony, mm-hmm. and um, and I said I said to the audience, as I tell this story, count how many people besides myself I mentioned, and there were all sorts of other people in that story, and because those were the people that made a yeah that the made a huge impact on my life, and mm. it's the people I was with that made me who I am today, the friendships that I had, yeah, and exactly that's what fell right. It was because. And it, and I think I couldn't write that before because I didn't really realize that till mm-hmm. the night before graduation, as oh, I was yeah. preparing to, honestly, walk out of the lives of a lot of the people that mm-hmm. I was w- there with and had spent a lot of time with, was as I was thinking about that, I realized how much they all meant to me, and I decided, or and yeah, and in realizing how much they all meant to me, I realized that that was, what was most important to me wasn't saying you can do whatever you want, you know, set your horizons high it was just, hey, realize how important your friends are mm-hmm. because it's the people around you that, that make you who you are. And mm-hmm. if you're doing well, that's often because of the people around you. And um, and if you're not doing well, then not that it's because of the people around you, but by controlling who you are around, mm-hmm. that can have a huge positive influence.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Like drop, <laughs>
2: like drop. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's a great note in on. Um, it's just, it's just awesome, and it's like that. like quote. Well. Um, so, I don't think there's anything else. I mean, I'm almost finished with my drink. Did you finish yours yet? Um, just finished it. Just did. It's finally dark out. I mean, like we started this one was light out, and now it's dark. So um, yeah, it's, it's probably time we 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 end this sucker. Um, enter um, to get the journal. Um, Follow the account, trustgodbro__podcast, first that We'll get entered into that. And uh, I'll do that soon. I think I'm at like maybe 30 or 40. (laughs) There's still room. There's still room to grow, guys. Um, But um, thanks for listening. Thanks for being on the podcast. I just
0: followed. Oh wait,
2: no. No, You that's that's <laughs> <What>? oh, <laughs> followed the Trust God, bro Instagram with, account with that I'll like 3 score. Yeah, like with 3 million
1: followers. Oh, it's right there. It's right there.
2: That is not me, guys. Here we are. <laughs>
1: no, that's not it. Oh, either. That's not go
2: either? It's right there. there. Oh, here we um, go. <laughs> oh,
0: under Okay, yeah, I, I Okay. I, I just, <laughs> now I just did sweet i am now no, entered to win the journal i'm wow. so excited that's amazing okay
2: so at the end of every episode we like to say and that's how you trust god bro and that's how you trust god bro